Jordan, Michael, walk me through a perfect day of eating for you. A perfect day of nutrition. Oh man, interesting. Okay. In my mind right now, what I'm trying to work through is like, how am I defining perfect, right? So I'll, I'll define it. Okay, you define <laughs> the 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 meal choices, quantity, and frequency and timing. Did I already say timing? I don't know. That leads you to your end goal, whatever that is right now. Okay. Plus feeling really good during the day in the short term on those foods. Okay, cool. All right. So wake up. I just start off with water and coffee seltzer it's like topo chico and coffee black coffee um what time is wake up these days uh usually like 7 seven thirty, and uh sometimes eight if my daughter sleeps in a little bit but usually 7 seven thirty. um get up water coffee train you i I'm, I'm technically fasting but i'm not deliberately like intermittent fasting I just, i'm not hungry and i don't want to eat before jujitsu so you want you want the autophagy so you're fasting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just you want, want that cell turnover. Cell you want those old, yeah. old cells to die. You want the new ones to flourish. You want all of the... I basically tell people that intermittent fasting isn't superior so that I'm the only one who gets those benefits. Genius. You're going to be 140 years old walking around being like, all those other people died. Losers. Yep. <laughs> Can't believe they believed me. <laughs> um, so I, I go to jujitsu when my rib is not broken, come back. Um, I usually break my fast after jiu-jitsu somewhere between like 11 and 12, 12.30, uh, depending on when I do jiu-jitsu. And then I start off with brand buds and two Greek yogurts. So like the little like uh, small Greek yogurts. It's either Greek yogurts or cottage cheese. I'll have I'll have either one, whatever's available, whatever I'm in the mood o- for. Oikos, Faye, Chibani, what have you been rocking? Lately, it's like the triple zero Oikos. Mm. Have you had those? They're awesome. Yeah. Tw- They're 20 really, protein? Really yeah, 20 protein. So I'll get 40. Vanilla? Uh, Vanilla is good. I like triple berry. Mm. Triple berry has been my go-to lately. So uh, that's like 40 protein for two of those. And then I'll also have a big bowl of the brand buds, which is like probably about 20 grams of fiber. Just in that bowl as well. We, More. we did this. How, yeah. What is it? How much fiber is it? I don't remember how much, but it was enough to knock my socks off when I saw it in person. <laughs> cool. So, so protein and fiber. I love protein, it. Protein, fiber, breakfast. And then if I, I'm usually not hungry by the end of that meal for obvious reasons, because it's a fuck ton of protein and fiber. But if I am, I'll have, uh, I'll have some fruit. Then um, usually have a work for a few hours. And I'm not hungry at all just because like I'm stuffed with that meal. That's like, I'm, why I'm stuffed right now is what I just had before this. Then um, I'll usually have a small meal before I work out, before I get like strength training or conditioning in. So I work for, for a number of hours. Then right before I go work out, I'll have a small meal. It could Usually it's a salad. This is usually when my wife will make me some type of a salad. Um, 
big salad. There's going to be some type of protein on it. Could be chicken, could be salmon. Uh, those are the two main options, either like grilled chicken or grilled salmon from the air fryer, and then any number of potential salads that that she could make. Sometimes they're a bagged salad from uh, the grocery store. Sometimes it's a salad she'll make, but big, big, big salad, like huge um, on like fills up a whole plate. It's not like in a big bowl because I don't want to have like a massive amount so that I'm like stuffed during the workout, but it fills up a whole plate, protein, um, protein vegetables, and then I'll try and have some carbs as well. This is where I'll get like a carb that that is less from like an optimal perspective and more number one that I enjoy the taste, but also is is light in my stomach. So sometimes it'll be just a little bit of popcorn, like a like a it's called lesser evil popcorn. It's like lower ish calorie, but like it's really good. It's like very little, if not if no fat whatsoever. Um, pretty decent fiber as well, and and good carb, uh, high, uh, moderate amount of carbs. So popcorn or uh sometimes i'll have these like uh little like fig bars as well um if i'm like really really hungry and i want to get a little bit extra energy before the workout so then i have that salad and, and either popcorn fig bar something like that go work out how, how much time up. between end of that meal and your workout uh usually like 45 to an hour and a half somewhere in that range play with my baby hang out for a little bit uh, while I digest that, go work out for like an hour and a half or so, come back up. And usually it takes me about 30 to 60 minutes after the workout to actually get hungry again. And then this is when I get like, I have a really big meal. So, um, usually whatever my wife cooked that, that night, whether it's salmon, chicken, um, sometimes it's like, sometimes it's, it's like, a you've had her, um, What's that called? You, what's that meal like the breaded chicken that you like that she makes? What is that called? It's like chicken parm? Chicken parm, yeah. She makes this like super good chicken parm, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. She makes amazing salmon. She she like will have something that's just really, really good. Um, very high protein. She'll have vegetables with it as well. And then a carb, whether lately it's been um, – she's got jasmine rice a lot that we've been having. Other times it's been um, – lentils other times it's been uh and like she, she got this new mac and cheese the other day that's actually really good it's like chickpea it's mac and cheese made out of chickpeas which mm-hmm. is actually like super good and i last night i had that with ground turkey and a bunch of vegetables so so some of that um and then after that just hanging out with my wife my daughter goes down to bed and then I think if we're talking about like ideal optimal, it would be like one to two glasses of wine at most. Um, but often it'll be like three to four glasses of wine, <laughs> just to be like straight up. That's usually that's often what I'll do. Um, but I think optimal for me would be closer to one to two. And that's my day. I love it. And then bedtime is bedtime is anywhere between ten to midnight, anywhere in that range. And after dinner, are there ever any snacks or calories other than wine? I guess we're talking about perfect day, so it doesn't really matter what average day is. Yeah, I mean, an average day, um, we've got ice cream in the freezer. So like some type of ice cream. And usually my wife will know because unbeknownst to me, I'll have somehow spilled chocolate on the ground, like from the ice cream. Like, And like I woke up this morning and she was like, I see your little chocolate trail. 
to, <laughs> that I apparently like <laughs> left out. Uh, but in an, in an optimal day, it's it's either the wine or the ice cream. And I'm usually going for the wine. But uh, on an average day, it's a little bit of both. And And your body comp goal right now is maintenance. Yeah, just maintenance. Um, if anything, to be honest, I am trying to gain a little bit because mm. I'm going to do a challenge in August where I wear a continuous glucose monitor and monitor my glucose spikes, my blood sugar while I lose weight. So I've mm. maintained the weight loss from my last mini cut better than I ever have in my entire life this past year. Um, usually I, I shoot up significantly heavier in this whole year. I've just been maintaining like sub 150 ever since that cut. So I'm trying to put on a little bit right now just so I have a little bit of wiggle room when I start that cut. Um, but yeah, just mainly maintenance. Body comp goal, trying to gain fat while maintaining muscle. <laughs> what What's your ideal day? Like what's your optimal nutrition, Michael? Let me think. So I, anytime that I care about adding or maintaining muscle, I want, I'm thinking about my day in terms of not breakfast, lunch, dinner, but I'm thinking about it in terms of like dosing protein four times throughout the day. Okay. Yep. And, and call it minimum 30 grams each, but 40 is, is the target. Um, and then in terms of like what gives me energy throughout the day, in terms of what has me feeling the best digestively and overall, that's where food choice matters. Mm. And, and so let's start it out. What's, what's optimal? Wake up, coffee first. I'll usually have like, it's probably like 30 to 60 milligrams of coffee um, these days. So like so a few not sips. A full cup. No, no, maybe like a, <laughs> no, like a fifth of a cup of coffee. Really? Oh, wow. Very small amount. Yeah. Uh, Why is caffeine down intentionally? Is it like, is there an anxiety or, or, or like sleep issue? I sleep better with less caffeine. I just don't need the caffeine. Mm, okay. Event, high caffeine eventually catches up to me. So if I go high caffeine too many days in a row, I need low caffeine days. I'd rather not need low caffeine days. Um, what do you mean you need it? Sleep quality is worse. Sleep quantity is down. Um, uh, training is worse. Um, uh, uh, hunger is more like intense and like out of control. Like it's a, it's a drug. It's like, what happens if you take heroin Lots of heroin three days in a row. It's like, well, day four is going to be weird. What happens? It's so funny that we don't think of caffeine and alcohol as drugs in our society. And now, like, I guess THC is moving in that direction. But yeah, yeah, certain drugs are like, you know. Okay. Certain, not okay. You're weird if you don't drink alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, that, and that's moved in the last two years. Like this whole tech bro, like I don't drink at all has become yeah, its own yeah. meme world. But five years ago, like- what do you mean you're not drinking? Um, and and I've found when I'm at maintenance and I'm properly hydrated, I don't need very much caffeine. Uh, yeah, it, it catches up. 
if I have 400 milligrams a few days in a row, then, and I can't just do that forever. Uh, I'll get sick more frequently. Uh, the, the other reasons I just listed. Um, but if, if caffeine is at a reasonable level of like, call it 50 to 200 milligrams per day, uh, and I'm eating enough calories and nutrient dense foods and staying hydrated, I don't need more caffeine isn't going to help me focus more mm. or give me yeah, more yeah. energy. Like I have enough energy. Yeah. Got it. Makes um, sense. So coffee, water, coach Gary, do client emails is like the first part of the day. So you fast too. Yeah. But you're going for <laughs> sure. That. Yeah. You're faster as well. All right. I'm fasting, bro. <laughs> On a trip. Yeah. Call it the first three hours. Of the day. Yeah, I got 17, 17, uh, six. No, <laughs> absolutely. 16, six, 16, eight. I'm, I'm a 16, eight. Oh, no. No, I'm like, a, your, I'm, okay. like a, I'm like a 12, 12-er. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess 14, 10. I probably feel the best on 14, 10, but it's hard to dose protein four times. It, what you need to realize for those of us who care about lean gains should be all of us for our longevity, our aesthetics and everything <laughs> is dosing protein every four to five hours mm. like is the best way to see the best muscle gain over the long term. Yeah. And and that kind of go, that goes out the window slightly if you're getting a, a ton of protein throughout the day, then it matters a little bit less that you're that dialed. But if you're having a more, if you're having like 0.8 grams per pound of body weight and you're timing it properly, you're, you're in a way better spot than if you're having 0.8 grams per pound of body weight and, uh, and having it like an afternoon snack and then 120 grams at dinner or something like that. Right, right. So... Breakfast on a training day, I'm trying to get away from protein powder. And so since we're doing perfect day here, I'm not going to have any protein powder. Um, and instead only using it for convenience, which is going to mm. end up happening most days, but not a perfect day technically. So perfect breakfast is egg whites, uh, maybe one full egg, depending on how the gap between breakfast and my workout. If it's a okay. longer gap, I'll put more fast or fats in that breakfast. If it's a shorter yep. gap, I'll put fewer fats in there. I'll digest it faster. I'll feel better when I'm training. Uh, versus if there's more fats in your meal, it takes longer to digest. You're going to have more food in your stomach while you're trying to work out. Um, egg whites, a piece of sourdough bread with, uh, a little bit of like sea salt, banana chopped up on there and some honey. Mm. You toast that bread? I do. Yep. Love sourdough. Sourdough's legit. And then a little bit of, there's like a gut health placebo to it too, because it's fermented or whatever, however they make that delicious <laughs> sourdough. Like my gut health connoisseur while I'm eating that. And then continue to drink water on a perfect day. I fall short of that most days, but getting enough water in early in the day is going to lead to better training quality. Uh, Pre-workout then, 45 to 60 after my breakfast. And that's beet juice. That These days, that's beet juice, like a pinch of beta alanine, which might even be placebo. I don't know, but very little. 
and a fifth or a fourth of a scoop of pre-workout. And the serving size is two scoops. So it's like an eighth of a serving of pre-workout and then a third of a can of ghost energy, which is like 70, 67 milligrams. Got it. Okay. Go train post-workout, probably Chipotle, which I'll order for pickup. That's a real hack. Even if you're going to eat at the restaurant, always order for pickup. So it's just there ready for you when you go eat it. And you can do this on DoorDash at any restaurant like this. Um, Oh, really? You can order it to go pick up? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's cheaper. These delivery apps, when you get them delivered, not only do they charge you delivery fee, you know, you got to tip your driver, uh, there's like processing fees, but the menu is more expensive when oh, it's delivery. Mm-hmm. So order for pickup, it's the normal menu prices. Go pick up, eat Jersey Mike's, like anywhere where you might end up in a 15 minute line, you just save 15 minutes. Chicken bowl, white rice is is the, the Chipotle play. Um, That's it? Just chicken and white rice? We'll, we'll, I mean, no, little bit of cheese, probably like a little bit of sour cream, but it depends what I'm doing. Yeah, if I'm doing a couple podcasts, then yeah, maybe like today I literally had chicken, rice, and a little bit of cheese because I don't want to mm. be super full and want to yeah, take a nap yeah. in the middle of this. Um, we'll call it, we'll call it today, then do a few podcasts and then whatever, three to four hours after my Chipotle. I'm going to have half a pound of ground bison with jasmine rice and some raspberries. Bison's great. You like that? It's super lean. It's it's lean-ish. 23 protein, 11 fat. Yeah. The one I got. Yeah. I think it's 90-10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, And then dinners, whatever my wife makes, so- protein some kind of green what's your favorite meal that she'll make like for an ideal day for an ideal day yeah uh, probably this like parmesan crusted salmon with asparagus and couscous or white rice or sounds good parmesan crusted anything i'd have parmesan crusted cardboard that stuff is so good (laughs) i'd have non-parmesan crusted cardboard because we're adults and we eat our veggies. That's what we do. That's a throwback to a real, a real piece of content. What year was that? 2016? 17. Um, and then dessert? In a perfect, in like an absolutely dialed day, I'd have to do the math on some of this stuff. Maybe some like ch- chocolate drizzled over berries or some chocolate drizzled over bananas and berries would be good but if i'm when i'm really dialed in when i really care about myself and my health and like am am doing what i want for the best outcome i'm not eating a couple hours before i go to sleep because uh, then yeah. i'm going to sleep better i'm going to need less sleep but then you know there's random nights where you're just really hungry and you're not tired and so you have a giant bowl of cinnamon toast crunch because then you can go to sleep immediately which is also great. Like that's all, you know, depends on the day. 
you're you're more of a sweet guy right? you like more like sweet desserts as opposed to savory stuff yeah like you're more like chocolate cinnamon toast crunch ice cream as opposed to like french fries chips that type of stuff correct yeah and you don't really drink alcohol like ever you rarely drink alcohol i got when you were building your website in your dorm room mm -hmm. i was going out three plus nights a week binge drinking my face off <laughs> <laughs> and so I I did enough drinking during college to last me. Were you were a big partier in college? I I don't need, I don't really know what that word means, but yeah, we would yeah, we drank a lot and went out. I I like equate partying with drinking. I don't oh, mean like going yes. to like a frat party and I, or like a I club. think it, I think got it. Yeah. I'm not a club I mean guy. just like hanging out with a bunch of dudes drinking or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 What was your scene in college? Like, was it frat life? Like, what Like, what was it? Where did you guys hang out? Is this the end of our perfect day of nutrition? I, I thought at the after no dessert, that was the end of it. Oh, no, no, no. No, good. I, it is the end. I'm just trying to frame the conversation yeah. for myself. Now here. I'm very – because I'm interested in, in your college life. What was my scene? Well yeah. – after were you, in, were you in a frat? Oh yeah, you were after, in a frat, right? For a semester. Briefly. After after freshman year, soft after first semester of freshman year, when I saw a picture of myself <laughs> that I thought was someone else from behind with my shirt off, and like <laughs> you're like, that's what I look like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, that freshman fifteen came on quick. Then and that wasn't even the end of that. Was like a couple months into college. Then my scene Wait, can was. Can you tell that story? Like, can you tell that story of, of seeing that picture? This is so funny. I don't even. I don't. We've told the story on the podcast maybe multiple Have times. We? Yeah. Okay. But the but the punchline is, you know, back. This was two thousand and five, the fall of two thousand and five, and the way that Facebook worked was there was no news feed. You just checked out people's profiles. I think it was only universities at that point, actually. I don't think anyone else was allowed on there. And you uh, <laughs> like uploaded tons of pictures and you tagged you and your friends. And there was a picture from like after bar time back at the dorms. I don't know. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth, <laughs> like in my underwear. And like, I don't know why that was uploaded on there. I don't know who uploaded it, but I saw the picture and it was from behind. And I was like, oh, that's so-and-so. They're like, no, that's you. And I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you know, just way more love handle than I thought I had. And uh, and so the borderline like reverse body dysmorphia, you could call it. <laughs> yeah, you're like the guy who like looks in the I mirror. Th thought I looked amazing. Think you look amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I started doing then was because I didn't know anything. This was pre-Burkan. This was this was I after this time, I remember getting in an argument and telling someone like, you count your calories. I'm gonna eat six times a day and watch my metabolic rate skyrocket. Like you watch. And so my scene at this point was I would uh on weeknights, like go for runs, go to the gym, 
you know, not eat chicken breast and grapefruit, I remember was a big staple. And then on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, like drink a bunch and then try and resist General Zhao chicken or like Gumby's <laughs> pizza or whatever, like all the hot spots were. And usually come come up short, like one of the three nights, you know, you, you, you fall off and you get right back on track the next day. General Zhao's chicken. That'll get you. That <sighs> stuff is so good. That'll yeah, but you wake up after, you know, having a bunch of uh a bunch of Fleischmann's was the vodka. That was like seven dollars for a one point seven five. And then yeah. nat- Natty Light or Natty Ice, which was like a six point five percent version of Natty Light that who knows for a, a case was less than ten bucks. And uh you have a bunch of that stuff and then a 2000 calorie general Zhao full of the MSG. <laughs> you wake up that next morning, you're not in a good place mentally, <laughs> physically, emotionally. <laughs> yeah, t- that's like a good transition from like optimal day to definitely like not optimal day. Not optimal. That line, it's like reverse body dysmorphia just killed me. Yeah, just looked, I was like, damn, I look good. <laughs> Yeah. That is funny. That is how we used to upload pictures to Facebook. Because I remember we it wasn't fr- it wasn't from our phone. I don't think. I think we would have cameras with cards, and mm-hmm. then we would just upload them all at once. That's how mm-hmm. I remember doing it. And so I like when I remember after high school, before college, when I was in Israel, like I would just photo dump like hundreds of photos at once, all in my Facebook, and just told my friends, "Go tag yourself." And then they would go in and they would go tag themselves and mm-hmm. photos. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. Yeah, man. I didn't have – I had a BlackBerry phone until Did 2000. You really? and, yeah. I didn't get – I don't think I had an iPhone until – or whatever, a smartphone until 2013. That's when I got my first one. Tw- tw- maybe 12. 12 or 13. But Yeah, I went from flip phone to smartphone. I tried to resist as long as I could. I never got the the BlackBerry I went flip phone and then my girlfriend at the time forced me to get a smartphone. She was like, enough is enough. You need, and then we went to the Verizon store and I was so mad. I was like, this is the worst. I hate this. Is it the girlfriend who I think it is? No, no. The one before that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What if you would have resisted? Like, what if you were still going strong? Dude, I think about that a lot. I think about there are so many things that happened in terms of what if I didn't get a smartphone? What if I, what if, what, dude, I think a lot about like, what if I didn't coach Gary? What would, like my life, that I think that would be like the biggest change of all. And obviously like even a tiny change in history has radical effects on the future. But in terms of like real life changes, I very much wonder what would have happened if I never left Israel. If I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to. I'm not going to move like that. Like nothing would be anywhere remotely the same. Butterfly effect is wild, man. Are there any moments like that in your life where you think like, what if I made a different decision here? Yeah. Loads. You want to elaborate on one of them? <laughs> not, not really. Not the ones that are popping into my head. Let me keep uh, sorting through. Hockey. Yeah, but that stuff just sounds so that's. That's my biggest pet peeve is anyone who's like, 
if I only would have done this differently, I would have made it in insert yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. no. No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. But th- when you say hockey, that's where my mind goes. It's like, well, what if that that one D one school that wrote me a letter? Like, what if I would have followed up on that and like, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's loser mindset. What about in business? Is there anything that like throughout your history of business or any type of work, whether it's like poker or accountant or fitness business, that like you think like look back in the last I don't know ten years and you're like. Uh, a sort of a demarcation point of like, this was a choice that like I could have went either way and it would have radically changed the outcome. Yeah. I think there's a lot of them. Um, after I inter, so the way that the way that the accounting program worked at Wisconsin is a five-year program and the fifth year you end up getting a master's degree. You need 150 credits for a master's in accounting uh, and the 150 credits was also the minimum to sit for the CPA at the time. So it, it worked out real nice. And the spring semester of your of your fourth year, you did an internship. And so I interned at one of the big four accounting firms, you know, 12 or 12 week internship, got an offer. And the offer is for after your fifth year and accepted the offer. Like everyone just Everyone, 90% of the people who got the internship also got an offer from the firm and everyone accepts your offer. Mm. I was like, I hated that internship. Like pe- people are solid, whatever. But, you know, for all of the reasons I've listed a million times, I did not want, I knew from day one, corporate America is not for me. I want nothing to do with it. But I was in this position where I didn't know what else I could do. Mm. and And so I was like, and especially with the sunk cost of four years of university, I'm in this accounting yeah. program. I'm getting all these accolades for like, oh, this is a real prestigious firm and like you get to go work there, but I wanted nothing to do with it. And the one thing that I considered, because this was when I had first read uh, Where Men Win Glory, which is the biography of Pat Tillman, um, was I was like, I want to be an army ranger or a Navy SEAL. Like I want to like, like I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about the process, but I was like, I felt a, a debt and an obligation and wanted to serve my country. Mm. And it was also like, felt very heroic to me. It felt like, yeah. okay, like I know what I don't want to do. What can I do in this position that I'm in right now? This seems so cool. And for probably a month or two in there, I, I was never close, but I, thought about it a lot and like researched it a lot. And uh, I mean, that's one of many examples of like life could have gone very differently. So instead of getting out of the accounting world the way that I did, which was ended up doing the full-time work, worked two years, absolutely like couldn't stand it anymore. And then I quit, which ended up working out because I had enough time to build a little more savings, give myself a little more runway. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what would have happened if I would have quit at that point before actually getting the degree. Mm. Did you, so you worked at the place that gave you the offer? Mm-hmm. Got it. And did you tell your parents or anyone that you were thinking about joining the military? Maybe a, a friend or two. Oh, but not your parents. You didn't say, Hey, I'm going to do this. No, no. <laughs> but you don't think they would have been in support of it? I don't remember why I didn't. I I did I did my best thinking by myself. 
It was the Marines. You, that was the branch that you were looking at. Uh, the other two, or two of the other four. Or, or Pat Tillman was an Army Ranger, and Got then Navy, okay. Navy Seal just had the brand. That oh was man! Like, oh man! Yeah. The Seals, which now no, they had more the about. sickest commercials. <laughs> commercial and just and just like hearing that was the first time I'd ever heard of Hell Week and like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The like all you know being a twenty two year old dude chock full of tests just ready to like yeah go yeah yeah a lot of I mean every every decision we make could lead our life in a completely different path yeah radically radically and it's interesting because the older on average, the older you get, the harder it is to make any kind of life-changing decisions. Yeah, which is which is good and bad. Like, there's a lot of benefit to you and to people around you around like stability uh, and responsibility. And uh, yeah, when did you get really obsessed with fitness? Like real working out real like when did that did that happen while you were working for this firm or prior when you were in college no high school oh high school okay yeah it it was it was obsession but it wasn't uh educated yeah it wasn't well educated <laughs> exactly um it was lifting was such a mental and emotional outlet for me mm like I just remember all of my high school lifts were angry and they were all like the felt so good, the best, the, yeah. the music, the like, just like, yeah, it, it was, it was in high school and, and, you know, doing just wild stuff, not actually wild, but what felt like wild, like, yeah, you know, only eating canned tuna for dinner because I thought that was like. <laughs> <laughs> what bodybuilders did like uh you know just skipping lunch period to go get extra work in in the gym um muscle milk became a thing in in 0304 oh, and so good yeah everyone in our high school got obsessed with supplements and gnc and yeah it was when when did the real education kick in was that college post college uh, in college, I've told you this on the two plus two, which is a poker forum, uh, mm. health and fitness oh, yeah. section, because that, and, and it's like, why would a poker, like they had such good information. This, this forum led me to body recomposition and it led mm. me to starting strength. Mm. And, and so, and, and body recomposition led me the body recomposition forums are where I found Martin and JC. No, I found JC on Twitter randomly. Oh, Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. JC got retweeted by a pickup artist who I followed in 2012. <laughs> and, and that's, and that was how I like got into that. And through JC, I found photocracy. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh huh. Man, forums were the best. Yeah. They really were. Uh, do we want to hit something that isn't just us doing this? Banter. Yeah, that's a lot of banter. But yes, to wrap up the fitness journey, I just I fell in love with lifting in high school, got more educated in college. And uh, oh, oh, in my freshman year of college, I took 
one of the elective classes for pre-business, you had to take a certain number of science courses and nutritional sciences is what I took. And that's where I learned about macronutrients and micronutrients and what that was like the basis of. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was freshman year, first semester. So, and I only had three classes and I was fully dialed in. Like this is college. This isn't high school anymore. I need to read. I need to study. I need to. So really, I re- that was uh, yeah. your <laughs> Abs- Absolutely, I shredded freshman year, first semester. I took like a calc class. Uh, oh my god! Mi- microeconomics and nutritional sciences, and those were your three classes. Mm-hmm. You only had three classes. Freshman well, year, then, first semester. Then I had to make up for it because I was only taking 12 credits because my advisor was like, you know, you want to start with less just to like dip a toe in the water. You need you need to average was 15. That, did that count as full-time? Yeah. 12 was the minimum for a full-time student. Oh, okay. okay. You, need to average, you need to average 15 over the course of your whatever to hit 120 credits in four years and graduate. And so I had to do 18 some. I did like a like a summer class once. It's yeah. Got it. Okay. How'd you, how'd you decide to do the nutrition class? You're just like, oh, that sounds interesting to me. Yeah. It was like, oh. There, there was like no, like, this could be a profession. It was like, I just want to learn this for my own personal gain. Never. I, I didn't, dude, applying to college, I just, like, I knew I was good at math and liked math. And I knew my dad did business and that business was like a thing that people, it was like a respected career. There was no fitness as a career in my mind when I was applying to college. And so mm-hmm. the nutritional sciences was like, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn some stuff about nutrition. This is going to be good. <laughs> and I did, you know, was there, like, like it was, it was a good class that like you learned legit stuff is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. What like all of nutrition 101, like what are the different types of carbohydrates? What, what's an essential fatty acid, omega-3, omega-6, like unsaturated, mono, poly, saturated fats, trans fats, like all of the building block pieces of nutrition. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about warmups. No, no one likes talking about warmups. Everyone hates warmups. Well, maybe they should all start warming up more and, th- and then they could uh, see better progress. <laughs> <laughs> You're the warmup king. You, you should make content on warmups. You take your warmups more what, seriously than anyone I've ever met, which I what love. Do you, what do you think we're doing right now, Jordan? <laughs> Making content about warmups. You mean on my own time, not with you? No, you, your warmups for your workout. You take your warmups very seriously. I, I would say I, I'm in the 65th percentile of how serious I take them. I'd say two thirds of people take them less seriously and one third take them more seriously. But that's a, that's a good place to start. I like that you uh, I like that you started there. There's a lot of individual variation in how much warm up is necessary. Some people we're not putting warm ups in the title or in the description because as the, soon as you say warm ups, people are going to skip right over it. There, this is going to SEO so hot for how to warm up for no. weightlifting. I, you know the like my first ever freebie that I made to give away to people for my email list was all like the ultimate guide to warming up. And I spent so long creating this whole thing and no one signed up for it. And I found like, no one likes warm up shit, man. Even though I think they're important, even though I think they're important. Sometimes, sort of, sometimes you give the people, what do you mean? Sort of go, 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 go pull 500 without a warm up. 
Like warm-ups That's doesn't just mean- That's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Paul Five, the warm-up. Sometimes you gotta, give, you gotta give the people what they want in order to give them what they need. And sometimes Correct. the people can go get what they want from somewhere else and they yeah. can stay to eat their vegetables here. So fine, we don't have to, you can, you can clickbait this, but this is the real gold of the episode. I'm telling you right now, I get loads of questions about warmups. Warmup doesn't necessarily, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean what you're doing before your workout. It can also mean what you're doing before each exercise and before the working sets of each exercise. A lot of people botch this. A lot of people hurt themselves. A lot of people leave gains on the table. A lot of people need this. They want to know how to get their next client. No, 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 no. You learn to warm up and then, and then you execute your warmups and then you'll be ready to get your first client. I'm serious, Jordan. We, we, we got people out here. Let's talk about warm-ups. <laughs> you, the reason you're going so hard on it is because I went so hard the other way. So you're like, nope, fuck it. We're going to go. <laughs> if I was really excited to talk about warm-ups, you'd be like, eh, let's, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. I won't deny that. Uh, dude, warming up. Okay. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Have you lifted yet today? No, I'm going to after this podcast. Okay. You biceps, triceps. Uh, so today Legs is back day. Tom yeah, today is back. Yep. Okay. What's your first exercise? Seated, chest supported, cable row. Nice. For what uh, set and rep scheme? Three sets of six to eight with a very controlled eccentric. This is not explosive. And and do you have like an RPE that you're aiming for, just generally speaking? Uh, like between eight and nine. Cool. Are you going to walk, are you going to go to the gym and go straight to set up your thing and put it on your working weight and do your first set? No. Okay. Why not? Um, it wouldn't be optimal. That's for sure. Always optimal. There's a chance I'll strain my neck. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a. I want. I always. It's a, It's like a. An auto regulation type thing where I can gauge how I'm feeling that day because I don't know what weight I'm going to use for my top working set. It mm. doesn't always coincide with what I did last week or the week before that. So mm -hmm. I use the warm up sets as a way to gauge what my work sets are going to be today. Mm -hmm. Auto-regulation. I like that word. That was good. A little biofeedback, one might even say. Yeah, that's probably the better phrase for it. No, I think it's the second best phrase behind auto-regulation. So you're going to do a couple of warm-up sets. Yeah. Nice. Tell me about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. How, how many I'm reps? <laughs> what weight are you going to uh, start at? I'll probably start at like on this machine, I'll probably start at like 60, somewhere between 60 to 80 pounds. Cool. Yeah. Go 60 do, to 80. And do 10? Yeah. Usually just until I can really feel the muscles. Like it's, mm. I, it's, I don't try and do it from the perspective of uh, 
Like it doesn't have to be a certain amount, but like I, I want to feel the muscles that I want to feel working at that point. So sometimes it'll be 15 reps. Sometimes it'll be like 12 reps, but yeah, usually between like an eight to 15 range, sometimes 20 if I start a little bit too light. Nice. What What's your next exercise after that? Uh, second exercise is inverted rows, three sets of failure. Cool. Three sets of failure. Are you going to do three <laughs> sets body weight to failure? Correct. Perfect. Are you no going to do- set. Mm, why not? Because I'll already be plenty warm after my chest supported rows, three sets of six to eight, RPE eight to nine. Why will you already be warm? Because I've already done the first exercise. What if your second exercise was a uh, barbell bench press? Oh yeah, then I'm doing warm up sets. It's a completely different muscle group. I think right? that's an different important thing. That when when people talk about doing warm up sets of exercises in a workout, I that's a good general rule that I like. That most people, <laughs> I can see the boredom on your face. I love it. You know, you got to sit here in class and listen, Jordan. That's that's how life works, my friend. <laughs> The, no, that's a good point where it's like, it's a different muscle group, different movement pattern. Yeah. So, it, so even the second, the second is, time I'm, the second exercise I'm hitting back in a workout, I'm not going to do any warm up sets usually, but if I'm hitting a, a different movement pattern that recruits different muscle groups, then it makes sense to warm up for that exercise as well. You know, even so, because the first move and second move here, chest supported cable row and inverted row, they're both horizontal pulling movements. I don't need to do another a warm up for the second exercise, but if I was doing chin ups, I would probably have at least like one light warm up set, and that even though it's still back, it because it's vertical now, mm-hmm. I would probably have a little bit of warm up set there. Me too, me too. That's a nuance that I don't think a lot of people are picking up on, and that they're writing down right now. They're making a note of, and they're super pumped. They click this episode and listen to this point. I'm yeah, I really think that's glad. a good point. I I don't I've never heard anyone talk about that before, so I, I agree. I'm, I just don't I, think people are like salivating being like warm ups. They, they I need- used to be that guy. I used to, dude, I used to, I made an entire, I spent months making a whole manual, like optimal warming up, fucking filling videos for it. And like every type of warm up, whether it was lower body warm ups, upper body warm ups, full body warm ups, mobility, stability, like self assessments. I did everything. And, uh, yeah. Let's, let's, so let me take a step backwards here. Is the first thing you do when you get in the gym for this back day of training, is the first thing you're doing your first warm up set of chest supported cable rows, or are you doing anything prior to that? So for me personally, the first thing I do is I, I'm going to sit down on that machine and do my, my warm up set. Um, Amazing. That's I love for me that. personally. I love yeah. that. But that's not the case for everybody. And, and I think the reason for that is because I I consider myself very good at doing movement throughout the day that I want to be, whether it's thoracic rotations, whether it's adductor mobility, whether whatever it is, I'm working on my mobility and stuff all day. But for most people, especially people who are not in fitness, they're sitting at a desk all day, hunched over like Quasimodo and like they're, they're not doing any of that stuff. So yeah, I'm going to start them off with a little bit of movement prep because like they need that and they often don't have that range anyway. But for me, I'm going to walk in, put my bag down and sit right on that machine. I love it. And and that's a, that's a really important thing to highlight is when you're starting out air on the side of doing some kind of 
we'll call it like full body, like not not working set warm up, but like a full body warm up, which mm-hmm. probably includes getting your heart rate up and probably includes some mobility work. Um, mm-hmm. And if you end up not needing it, like Jordan and, and many others, cool. That's amazing. Uh, but I absolutely need at least a 10 minute warm up. Um, and specifically around, uh, it depends on what muscle groups, what movement patterns I'm training, but so that I can comfortably and safely achieve ranges of motion on exercises that I couldn't if I jumped right in without doing a warm up. I also think there's a there's different warmups for different goals. Like an athlete's warm up is going to look very different than like a 45 year old person's warm up who's just trying to be healthy. Mm-hmm. They, I know, I don't know. I know we were in sort of different ends of the industry early on a little bit. Um, the end of the industry that I was on, like the the people reading a lot of Eric Cressy stuff and and at the Perform Better seminars, like for years, warm ups were with warm-ups obsessed it was like you spent 45 minutes warming up there was a guy uh, i will never forget this yeah he he read a whole article about how however old you are that's how many minutes you should spend warming up which is just comical because i think of like susan like that would mean susan should warm up for 63 minutes before her work (laughs) it's just like that's That's not not the numbers right yeah yeah i think they're important but they're they're like with everything, some people overemphasize them, do way too much, and some people underemphasize them and don't do them enough. And and because of your overexposure to a group of people who were, or I guess your exposure to people who overemphasize them, yeah, that's that, my bias. That plus now. that plus that's your bias plus the fact that people aren't interested in them apparently, which I didn't know. Yeah. but there are people who are obviously interested in them. Um, Often the people who I found who are interested in warm-ups are also the people who are interested in posture and 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 more mobility type movements in general. So we could even look at different Instagram accounts, like for example, Joe Therapy, Joe Yoon, who and I, you and I both know really well. He um He was a guest on the his pod. Whole, he was a guest on the pod early on. Uh I named his book. <laughs> did, did I do you know that story? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Better stretching. For, for, yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, Joe is talking about writing a book about stretching years ago. This is probably 2017, 2016. And oh, 2017, 2018, probably. And and he's telling me he's writing a book on stretching. And I was like, oh man, like you should call it stretching. And he was like, ah, there's already a book called stretching. And I was like, all right, call it better stretching. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what he called it. But the whole reason I came up with that is, you know, this story, there was a Chinese food restaurant uh, near University of Delaware that I went, it was called number one Chinese food. And then I think it was either my sophomore or junior year, a new Chinese restaurant opened called new number one Chinese. Which genius. It's like so genius. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so, but you can like accounts like his, there are many accounts where people have more mobility type exercises and more, and I think they'll often include more warm up style con- content. And that is often what people will gravitate towards if that's their interest. But I've, it's 
I've rarely found someone who is, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I rarely find people who are both equally interested in getting really strong or building bigger muscles or, uh, or increasing their performance to a high level and also really interested in the movement preparation, mobility, all that stuff. It's, I've usually found it's either or where the interest lies. I like both. You're a big warm up guy. You do your warm up at your house before you even get to the gym. That's because I'm introverted and I want to minimize time where I feel pressured to have a conversation. I was thinking about this in the gym today. I was like, man, I have to switch gyms because- Why? People well, talking to you? I've just had conversations now with too many of the people and now I feel this like social <laughs> pressure to converse with them. I got this like Ray <laughs> Lewis, like angry motivational track in my mind. I'm about to hit my third work set. I'm like pissed. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm like going places. And then this guy walks in smiling and I'm like, I have to have a conversation <laughs> with this guy now. <laughs> you see, you got to take the ear, earphone out. You're I, like, oh yeah. Hey, I didn't good to see today. You. I did. I just pretended I didn't, I didn't look at him and just kept with my angry lift, but yeah, it's, I wonder if he thinks he pissed you off for some reason. Like, did I do anything to that guy? Like see, he didn't even look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I feel guilty about that. And so I'm like, I'm just switching gyms. I'm switching gyms. <laughs> Building a home gym is really the play, but I like machines yeah. so much. Uh, that, that's another thing when it comes to warming up though, is the complexity of the exercises that you're doing. If you're on a hypertrophy program, that's a whole bunch of like single joint machine work way less of a need to do a warm up before your workout than if you're going in there and you're going to do some snatches and cleans and like whatever then you should probably warm up. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, we'll leave the warm up talk there because and what else do you want to talk about for warm ups? I think I think we've I think we've hit enough. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Good episode, Jordan. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you everyone for listening. If you are not in the fitness business mentorship, but you want to grow your business, or maybe you want to start an online business, or maybe you have an online business and it's not going as well as you would like it to, that's why we have the fitness business mentorship. That's that's really why we have this podcast, so that you can listen, decide that you like what we have to say, you learn from us, and if you want to learn even more and have an amazing community around you, join the mentorship. You will never find, and this is, this is a fact, you will never find an online fitness business coaching program that has as good of a cost as ours, like all of them cost significantly more. And you will also not find a more uh, helpful interactive group than what we have going on. So uh, click the link in the description. We would love to have you. For everyone who's in the mentorship and listening, we love you. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye everyone.